Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. everybody and welcome to season three episode seven of the creative exponent podcast and today we're going to talk about just how you create um it came out (laughs) of a conversation shauna and i had so maybe it's more like how we create and then we'll see (laughs) right we'll try to make it applicable (laughs) yeah oh gosh that's funny or if this is a conversation that's like we should just be having this on the phone right That's true. Hopefully we can tie it in for it to be actually usable for for other folks. (laughs) Well, we decided to make it a podcast episode because we started talking about it. It came out of a conversation about our oil paintings and our style. And Mm -hmm. Shauna was saying, oh, I just, it's completely my imagination. And I was talking about, well, I need a a reference photo that, that is... I just kind of need something to work off of and then I can take it from there. And when I thought about it more, how I create in general tends to be Uh that way. Like there's some sort of reference. Okay. So um, anyway, we thought it would be interesting to talk about because any time that you have a little light bulb moment about yourself – I think it becomes help a helpful tool for you as a creative, not only to know what you do, but then also to maybe find out what you don't do and where you can maybe extend your boundaries a bit. Um, Maybe going in a different direction will surprise you, especially if you're feeling a little stagnant or bored or you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, It's so it's nice to know like what, where, where you camped, that's and right. <laughs> where could you, where could you go? Where are the other places? That's right. Well, I think yeah. it's, you know, self-awareness obviously in life is a pretty, pretty dang powerful thing. So it's the same for, I don't know why that makes me giggle so much, but you know, I guess, cause I think in my mind, like, well, duh, that's why this is an important conversation, <laughs> you know, cause it is, um, it's the same with your creative work. And I mean, if you're running a business, uh, having awareness about what works and what's um, what's trendy and what is really true to you and, you know, the way in which you communicate, you lead, you work, you know, creatively, all those things are super, super important. And I think that when we choose to be self-aware, we're automatically choosing, here I'm doing the quote thing, we automatically choose to keep growing because self-awareness means being able to recognize, like you said, what you're, what you're naturally wired to do versus what else is out there. What are the other ways you can approach things? How can you grow? How can you expand? Um, so yeah. the self-awareness part really does, I think, invite us into growth. You know, it does. So Yes. So this will be a good conversation for all, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think so. And I think I've I've read about this and I'm trying to think of what the terminology used was. And I can't it. This has just popped into my mind okay. <laughs> while we're talking about it and recording, which is why I didn't. Have uh-huh. it out. 
I know I wrote it down in my notes somewhere though, and it was probably a couple of years ago, but, um, you know, so what the words that we put it in is, um, invention or imagination versus reinvention. Yeah. And, um, I, I think those concepts have been talked before about the kind of creative that you are. Are you someone who, you know, you, you really just kind of work out of your, out of your brain. Now, obviously you're, whether you realize it or not, you're pulling from experience, from things that you've seen, from all of that versus being someone who works better with reinvention. You want to take something that's already there, whether it's a reference photo or a piece of furniture redoing, you're redoing or, um, a a vintage textile design that's giving you your jumping off point for Mm -hmm. the inspiration for your room or for a new motif that you're going to draw, whatever it is you have kind of, it's reinventing something that somebody else has already made or is that that's already there. And that's how I work. I'm, and that's been true of, furniture and Mm -hmm. design and rooms yeah there's always kind of it's always a reinvention of something for me it's taking Mm -hmm. something that's there and and redoing it in my own way yeah and I I think that that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm very drawn to things that are old yeah and historic and classic and Mm -hmm. so creating something that's just completely like yeah you know whimsical and just totally new and out of my brain to me it's like well that's not what I like I like yeah yeah I like tradition and things that are old and things that have been made already and so I think that's that's why I tend to to work that way yeah I think for me it's less about uh the things I'm drawn to and more about well, let's just be honest. Number one, I'm just a romantic. I'm a I'm a dang poet. I I would spend my life, you know, right, sitting in a cafe observing people and writing about what I see and mm-hmm. eating cheese and drinking wine and painting a little bit. I I could spend <laughs> you need to an move ent- to France. <laughs> I know. I could spend be independently wealthy. That's and right. Move to France. <laughs> An entire lifetime doing that. And I mean, connecting with people, yes, you know, for sure. I just, I marvel at the silly light dancing in the trees. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of a a gypsy. I have no better word. So, you know, there's that. I think that probably lends itself towards the other way. But not only that, I think that I learned a long time ago, and this was with furniture painting, my store, Um, you know, just design of like window displays and all that stuff, house design. I don't, I like to be number one, different. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a contrarian. I don't want to do it just to be, you know, uh, different, but I, I tend to lean that way. You know, when everybody starts buying the Birkenstocks, I'm out, you know, I'm just out. So, <laughs> you know, that's, I am that way, but I learned that that presses on watching too much or looking at too much that other people are doing sort of presses on my own insecurity. 
uh, or, or the desire to compare, you know, like I don't want to take a room photo and feel really, really deeply inspired to create that look in my home. I just don't, it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it doesn't spark creativity in me. It doesn't spark good stuff. It only sparks like, well, but I don't have that thing. And, and it's not even a, I would say not even a conscious train of thought that I've ever really had. It's, I think though, that's why, um, I just kind of tend to steer away from it. It feels kind of boring or like, I'm, I don't know, like I'm copying too closely. And, and that's not to say that's what you're doing. If you need those, you know, those structures or guidelines, or you're just drawn to creating that way. But for me, that's what it feels like. So with painting, pulling it out of my head is just what feels like free flowing, you know, and and creative. Now, like you said, I'm, of course, pulling from things I've seen and places I've traveled and, you know, fields that I pass, you know, even driving to the gas station. (laughs) So it's not like it comes from nowhere, but it just feels more creative for me when it's that way. So I think that's why I wind up wind up leaning that way anyway. Yeah, I think, so I agree with you about looking at things that are happening right now, looking at things that are trending. I am definitely not someone who likes to look to what is trending now so I can do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to look at what was done 50 years Mm -hmm. ago, 100 years ago, 500 years ago. I have this great book of textiles that's like, 5,000 years of textiles. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And I want to go back and look at something that was, you know, stuff that's in public domain (laughs) that's been around forever and find some fresh inspiration there. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what I really like to do. That's what I find, um, exciting. I love in painting, studying, um, old master works yeah. and doing master copies. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really fun. And I love styles of painting that are yeah. more um, classic. Definitely. I love impressionist style. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of my wheelhouse. I'm not into the modern or yeah. I really struggle with abstracts. It was so funny. Shauna and I were painting together and yeah. <laughs> she's just, She's just going to town, do, and I'm just sort of like, I need a photo. I don't know what to paint, or I need like, <laughs> yeah, what something. am I doing? I was majorly struggling with just this. Let's let's just put some, you know, <laughs> just slap it on there. Do, 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 just do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just doing her thing, and I just really struggle with that, with the abstracts yeah. and all of that. I kind of, you know, um, but so in recent months uh-huh. I've taken some classes on abstracts yeah. and mixed media and doing these things that for me is just like out of your yeah. weird and crazy yeah and for me I like I watching see other that pe- though for you that's fun it and it, it's a good example of how I'm recognizing how I work yep, yep. and I'm trying to step outside of that yep. and and maybe I'm never going to be someone who does a ton of collage stuff and abstracts. It's just, I don't think it's not where I, it's not my sweet spot, but doing those things, first of all, gave me just this big creative jolt of energy. It was very exciting to me. And it showed me a lot more possibilities Mm -hmm. of play with art supplies, with, 
Um, and I actually did end up then start working with some other mediums that I haven't really worked with mm-hmm. a lot and finding some sort of variations of my own style. Yeah. And it, it's ended up being really fun. Yeah. I, I've also been studying people who are very different from my style. Yeah. So Van Gogh is an example. I've been yeah. studying Van Gogh. And I really, I actually did get to see a Van Gogh um exhibit when I was in Paris uh-huh. and I mean I appreciate it and all but I'm like yeah and your your furniture's all out of proportion and you're you know, like the, it kind of bothers me yeah and I don't know some of the some of the choices that he made I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know if I get that I mean yeah. I know yeah. I'm not taking away from his artistry but as far as like me being what able appeals to, to apply you. Yeah. it like I don't know if I get it fully, um, but in studying some of his paintings, and I kind of did an exercise of putting um, one of his paintings in my own color palette, yeah. and then I found like, okay, now I'm, I feel like I'm connecting with his style more yeah. because I'm seeing it in my more subdued palette, yeah. and yeah. it's making me kind of learn more about him. It's pulling me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It's teaching me more about myself. Yeah. Um, it's a great exercise. It's so valuable as an artist, I yeah. think, to yeah. recognize those things and then and then try push something the boundaries different. A bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, you'll be proud. I've I've used two reference photos in the last couple <laughs> of weeks. Uh, maybe maybe the last ten days or so. But it is really valuable for me, mainly because it forces uh, more than anything. The the mo- and, and I know I'm being specific here, but for me, it's like color values and things like that that are really it's valuable to pay attention to what I see and then replicate that part less so because that is still going to be very impressionistic. I'm never going to take a photo ever and. Sorry, don't want to, and and try yeah, to that's be not just. What I do either, yeah, I yeah. just can't do it. It doesn't feel. I find that it creates um, even like your beautiful still lifes that are not that that are not absolute realism. I could never do it. I, I just I would feel like all I was going to do is critique myself the whole time. Like yeah. you can't get that glare just you know just right on that dang pair you know or whatever so I think but it is valuable for me in that sense you know to say can I take this photo can I take this exact moment and make it mine you know make it my impression of it my interpretation so that's been a fun exercise because I've got a commission coming up pretty soon that's larger and I'm just like holy moly okay I can do that I can do that yes I can use a photo (laughs) so anyway it's but that'll be it'll be a challenge for me but it'll produce a lot of growth I'm sure it already is so I've I've come to really love that and actually when I first started painting it was all off of reference photos Uh and I was very serious about it like it had I felt Uh like it had to look just like the photo yeah and over the years though I've just been like you know what this is my impression of the photo this is my interpretation of it I can change the colors to make them what I want them to be I can change the composition I can change the values that's my 
choice as an artist. And I've, I've always heard um, so many books say, you know, especially on drawing, say, draw yeah. what you see, draw what you yeah. see. And I heard somebody, and I, I wish I knew who it was so I could, could reference them. But um, and I think it was in, in a book on drawing as well. But said, don't draw what you see. Draw what you see. Yeah. What do you see? That's yeah. what makes your art unique is yeah. what do you see in it? Yeah. What, is, what is the beauty that you're trying to emphasize here? Yeah. And it doesn't have to look like what other people see. Yeah. Um, I'm actually working on a course right now for Gene Oliver's website. And yeah. I was sort of laughing through one of the videos because <laughs> I was painting these paintings that looked absolutely nothing like the reference photo. And I kept saying, like, look, I know, like, you have no idea where my brain is right, <laughs> right now looking at this picture and what I'm painting. That's good. But for me, it's still this, it, this photo was a jumping off point yeah. and then I'm yeah. just taking it and running with it. Yeah. And for me, that's what I tend to need is some kind yeah. of a jumping off point. And then from there, my mind starts going all different places. Right. What can we do with this? Where can we go? What do we like? What do we not, what mm -hmm. do we not like? So I would just encourage you to first of all, recognize yeah. how you work, what you do and and I think it's important to embrace that, that that's yes. okay. However, yeah. whatever it is that you create, however it is that you create, that's mm -hmm. okay. And Shauna and I have talked about this a lot together. We've talked about yeah. it in the podcast before, but just trusting what's coming out of you. Oh, yes. So huge. Just trusting it mm -hmm. and being okay with it, not looking like everybody else's yeah. stuff. Um, and then to start to push those boundaries right. a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to push them all the time. Every time you sit down to paint isn't yeah. like, okay, let me do something I'm really uncomfortable with that I probably <laughs> it's gonna will stress hate. me out a lot. <laughs> right. No, right. not a great idea. Don't do that. But every once in a while, yeah. that's especially a good tool to pull out when you're feeling a little stuck or stagnant or yeah. you feel like, have I painted this exact thing before? Right. Does it let does all right. my stuff look like this? Do I maybe need to just yeah. throw some something crazy crazy in the in the works? Maybe it's right. a color that's really different from what you normally use. Maybe it's um you're working on a different scale, different size. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's you know, you usually work from a reference photo and you work right. from your imagination or you usually work from your imagination and now you're using a reference photo. Yeah. Whatever it might be to kind of expand your horizons a little bit and just see where it takes you. That's right. It's worth doing. It is worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Shauna, uh, you have a creative contraption for us. I do. And, I mean, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to pronounce it correctly. So, there's that. Let's just lead with that. But It's so, from Ikea. It is so from Ikea. So, you will understand then. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You know, I and I know this is kind of a random one for us. But, you know, we laughed before we got on to record. You know, we do tend, because we're using so many art supplies. You know, I don't want it to only always be either some kind of pen or some kind of painting supply. So, you know, I was looking around uh, the office and the studio and I have, you know, I have used these, all they are, they're called Richtig, Richtig. Richtig? Best wishes yeah. to you for figuring that out. But they are these little stainless steel uh, clips that are meant for, they call them curtain rod uh, clips, but 
they come with like a, you know, you can buy them with the wire that attaches straight to the wall and you can clip whatever, you know, on them. But, you know, they come with the little hanger on already so that you can just hang it over a piece of string. Um, like right now, I've been using them recently to hang up, um, you know, it's just kind of like having a, a clothespin, you know, um, ha- hang the uh, paintings in the office. But I have used them for years for all kinds of stuff. You know, they make their way into, you know, a kid's room and they're hanging, you know, holding artwork. I mean, I used them in the store over and over and over for all kinds of stuff, you know, just different ways to display things. They're great on like a memo board and they're just cheap and they come with, I mean, I don't know, 50 in a tiny little box. So it's just one of those kind of boring things, but it's so utilitarian. It's so functional. And um, so we wanted to mention them because if you've never used them and you find yourself needing to clip things up for whatever reason (laughs) those are a good one they're a good one to check out because they're also super affordable so yeah well that would be great too for like fabric samples or for an inspiration board or if you want to display photography yeah I think there are so many applications for for that sort of thing I I did um like string when clothes pins across this like Uh old chalkboard and I use it all the time yeah, to yeah. not only clip my paintings to for them to dry, but just yeah. to, you know, clip other random things to yeah. color swatches and stuff. And yeah. Um, so it's, it's a nice thing to have in the studio. I think it um, is, it is. It has been for me. Different option. I finally, I, after I painted those 30 paintings recently, it was like, all right, well now I can't use one of the desks. It's uh, done. So <laughs> we, something's got to happen. And, you know, and I literally, I told Mary and I had the thought, I don't want to do a board and hang them on the board, you know, Marion, see, there I go with the contrarian thing. I'm like, Marion's got that. I don't want that, you know, but it was what I had. And I thought it's still fine. It's just a board. I'll paint mine totally weird and different and I'll use that for a while. It's a good solution. Um, and anyway, had those clips laying around and yeah, they're just, they're super Well, and how many people have a board with clips to clip their, I mean, it's not a, not a huge number, I guess. It's not a copyrighted thing. (laughs) No. Very, <laughs> no. It's you it's it's well used for a reason yes, because it's it looks right. nice and it's handy. It's functional. So. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, well we are going to take a little break for spring break and yes. we hope you will too. Get some Yeah. You know, just even if you just get outside and get some sunshine and work in the garden or something That's like that. Right. Enjoying your kids as they have time off. Although you've maybe been enjoying your kids all year if they've been in distance learning all year. No but, joke. Um, but anyway, we uh, <laughs> so we'll be taking a little bit of a break yeah. and then we'll be back. We're working on getting some more guests lined up and we're really excited about that. And so yes. we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker's Spring and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like the Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. 